Lord God Almighty, we thank you for this that you have accorded us the real privilege to come and worship. And Lord God Almighty, even though things are not really conducive for us to come, but Lord, you brought us here safely. Vehicles traveled inside water, and Lord God Almighty, few actually had some difficulties, but Lord, you brought us here anyway. For this we are grateful. And Lord God Almighty, we pray, as we listen to your word now, may none of your word fall to the ground in Jesus' name. May we all, Lord our Father and our God, be receptive enough to understand your word and to meditate on it and to act it out. Lord God Almighty, I pray that you bless the words from my mouth and you bless the hearts that will listen. And Lord, together, we'll rejoice in you. This we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. More yet to be done. More yet to be done. It may not be a correct flow of English, but indeed, I believe that you have an idea of what we're talking about. I love the conversation that God Almighty had with Joshua, as written in Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Joshua 13, 1. The Lord said, when Joshua was old and well advanced in years, the Lord said to him, you are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. There remains very much land yet to be possessed. In this conversation, one actually will look and say, did Joshua achieve anything for the Lord since they crossed the Jordan? What exactly did he do? Were they, only, were they content with the little that they received as the land of promise and then folded their arms? No. Indeed, Joshua, if in boasting as to what they've achieved for the, in the name of the Lord, had every reason to stand and say, I have done well. We, the children of God, have done well. And therefore, let us relax. But the Lord God Almighty said to him, uh-uh, my principle, guess what? The principle of God concerning your life is that after doing a good job, after succeeding in anything he has assigned to you, guess what? He adds more. He adds more. There is no slowing down for every human being that still has breath. There is nothing that actually will make us to say, oh, I've done enough. And therefore, let me just fold my arms and see others continue it. Joshua was old 
and God told him, you are old. You are advanced in age. Now, before Joshua was, God is. Is that true? And see, a mighty God who actually remains the same yesterday, today, and forever is telling a human being, you are old. How old is God? Huh? Very old? With gray hair? Huh? There is no age for God, for his eternal. And therefore, as children of God seated here in this congregation, no one can serve God and say, I quit. In as much as God is still preserving you, he preserves for a purpose. Not for you to waste the time and go on doing whatever you want to do as it pleases you. No. And here in the passage that was read to our hearing, Colossians chapter 3, we see that indeed uh, Paul was admonishing the church at Colossae that they must be up and doing. Yes, it is to the slaves or bond servants, but who are we to the Lord? Yes, we are children of God, but also we are slaves of God, we are servants of God, we are ministers of God. And therefore, this passage that we write is all relevant to us, that we must not do anything through eye service, wanting the praise of those who see us. I think there is actually common in the civil service when the boss is not in. Uh, everybody relax, relaxes. Abby, but as soon as they hear the door and they hear the voice of the boss, uh, what do they do? Ah, Ogambo, Ogambo. The boss is coming. The boss is coming. And they run to their desks typing nonsense. This is not what is expected of us. Because, you know, human beings may, may pay us for doing nothing. But God will reward us according to what we have done. Paul expressed here that folding of arms will not be acceptable. And I would like for us to also see Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter four, verses seven and eight. Second Timothy, four, seven and eight, and this is actually a wonderful passage. You see, he said, uh, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally." Uh, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. As you read on, why would Paul come to this stage in his life? Because he knew that death is coming. He knew that death 
is inevitable. He knew that he would be offered, he would be killed very soon. And that is actually what prompted this. But when Paul was Saul, he made us to know what exactly he did, even for a religion that he now came to know to be not what God actually wanted for man. We read from the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Galatians 1. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Now, it was a sieve, you know, what he held on to. He defended it with passion, believing that Christianity was actually not of God until he met the Lord on the way to Damascus. And wait a minute, when he met with the Lord in, uh, on the way to Damascus, the zeal that he used in defending his, the traditions of his father, he now brought into the faith in Christ. Why? Why? Because Saul met with Jesus and knowing the fact that he is Lord, was enough for me for him to change we can read about this for instance in, in galatians chapter 2 galatians chapter 2 verse 20 paul expressed there i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me he knew the change in his life. And by this, he dedicated himself totally, totally to the work of Christ. The church that he persecuted when he knew nothing about the church, he now defended even with his life. What a wonderful thing to actually uh, note. Then I would like for us to read also from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Philippians 3. 12 to 14. Not that I have already attained, you see, or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold on that way for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold for me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have, appre uh, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward. To those things which are ahead and uh, verse 14 i press towards the, the goal for the price of the upward uh, of the upward call of god in christ jesus what are we saying here really the truth of the matter is this every one of us here uh, should roll up our sleeves and be of service to the lord be of service to the Lord. But you cannot serve the Lord that you do not know. 
and this is where we are coming children of god it is important to know that three categories again can be found in the church as to those who have professed faith in jesus christ three categories and i pray that you actually look extrain your, yourself extrain your life to know which category you belong that if you need to make amends that will be made readily the first category are some are, are, are christians filled with zeal working for the lord they are filled with zeal working for the lord and these ones you see them that they attend services regularly what i mean by services is not sunday sunday medicine that we see in many of our churches it is about when the church calls for a service they are there but when the call church calls for evangelism outreach they are there when it is midweek service they are there when it is evening worship going to to, to himself they are there attending regularly supporting the ministry of the church these ones also will are there to make sacrifices for the lord's work they do not only attend they actually give of themselves for the lord's work you know what it is not about oh we want to build uh please bring money and then you are bringing uh um millions of um naira and so on so on. that is good that is good but there are services that you can gift unto the lord that will not even call for money it won't call for money since we finished this place and we dedicated it have we asked anybody to give for any course again by the grace of god that is not our style in the Kui baptist church that is not our style but i know that number seven will not lie fallow for long and i believe that god is going to use you and me to begin it and to finish it i am not in any way preaching this sermon because of that but i want you to know that your service okay we have a um business and career fair that is coming now uh, some of us we chosen as ambassadors the fact that the committee on behalf of the church has so selected you should make you happy to, to to say ah so they recognize me they recognize me i'm going to do my best to see that what we are going to do concerning the uh, business and career fair will come out right that is service that is service and i pray that god will count on you for that in the name of jesus christ and another thing is that you know that you see this ones studying the bible diligently they study the bible diligently they move from one discipleship course to another not only gathering information but in order to do something with it that will be worthwhile even in the kingdom of god 
they are not resting on the fact that ah, i've done master life therefore uh, i've finished everything in fact uh after finishing experiencing god we have um the prayer program uh and they're still looking forward to some other things that the church may find necessary for us to study together but some of us have not in any way have not in any way thought it wise to increase a knowledge of god by even join, joining follow the master the church made this available and by the, we are spending a lot of money for these programs the books and everything that you use are freely given not because you lack but we see it as part of our mission but you have not availed yourself at all for any of these programs oh but these ones they make themselves ready to study the word of god diligently and also they teach and invite others to come and know the lord gospel bells are ringing but who would take actually who who would sound the the, the the note that gospel bell is here you and myself the second category are the lukewarm lukewarm people lukewarm members now you see them now you don't sporadically they come to church as it is convenient for, for them that's actually how they come if it's not convenient they stay at home god you understand i wonder what actually it has taken you this morning to come through the waters to say that you are coming to worship god but some will see it and say oh uh you'd see there's plenty of water now uh, god will understand You went to party on Saturday and come Sunday, guess what? You are tired. God will understand. I'll go next Sunday. You see, when I was growing up, I never knew that I would become a pastor. I never knew then. But if I should miss church on a particular Sunday, the week, that very week, is usually longer than usual. When I would be saying that, uh, oh, today is Friday, they would say, no, today is Wednesday. And I say, ah, what is missing? No, I, I got it. I did not go to church to recharge, to fellowship with, with God and with fellow Christians. It is important for us to know that lukewarm people, as the Lord God Almighty, as Jesus Christ explained to us in Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, concerning the church that actually thought that hey everything was rosy for them said they were lukewarm lukewarm they give leftovers to the lord they left over strength they left over money they left over gift it's all they give to the, to, to the lord they neglect opportunities to study the bible and of course they choose they show up once a while to serve then the third category and i pray that you're not falling into this at all is a category of, of people who are cold cold they are the first to say that 
oh that church is not bubbling that church is too cold why they themselves are cold because i know that if the church is, is cold and you are warm guess what some people will catch that warmth from you and become warm too they don't have any interest in service in fact they become critical about the service of the church they become the enemies of the pastor the enemies of the deacons the enemies of fellow christians ah they are not friendly there they are just to themselves how could they be to themselves when actually they are enjoying the fellowship of, of, of themselves but you are not in any way opening your arms to, to embrace them when it comes to money oh they become workaholics they even pray that their offices will be opened on sunday so that they can go to work to make money bible their bibles are collecting dust at the place they have placed it no devotion no bible study no memorizing of, 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 the, of the scriptures no meditating on the word of god everything is actually if i like i'll go after all it is not going to church that will save you may i say that jesus christ wants us to become to be part of his body to be part of his body and you need to do this without any shame they are ashamed of the gospel of christ oh may i say this serving the lord faithfully has some guiding principles too serving the lord faithfully has some guiding principles let's open to the book of colossians colossians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 the bible says for this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and verse 10 says that you that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god the principle of having interest in serving the lord just about three one knowledge knowledge when you don't have a knowledge of something you cannot be interested in it when a child has no knowledge of the subject that has been taught in class you will not have interest in it but you, when you have a knowledge of what you are actually laying your hands on nobody will force you to join in the knowledge of god paul expressed such knowledge that actually will produce a worthy work with the lord we are all called to serve let us remind ourselves of the fact that faith produces work paul did not in any way miss the point by saying that ah uh -uh, 
it is not works that saves but faith but when after you've been saved you are actually meant to do good works and james expressed that faith without works is dead knowledge you cannot have faith in something that you don't know because we have come to know the lord therefore we know that we need to worship him in spirit and in truth knowledge is powerful knowledge a fellow people who actually will want to enslave others in the north will not allow them to go to school why because they know that knowledge will free them from bondage this rankadede thing will cease if they are exposed to knowledge in order to be a vessel unto honor for the lord we need to actually come to terms do i know this god do i know him and of course you know very well that in the book of daniel chapter 11 verse 32b it says that those who know those who know their god are the people that will do exploit for him those who know if you don't know and you're guessing you're still in doubt you can never put yourself down to die for the cause of christ then the second thing is fruitfulness fruitfulness when you're fruitful when you know that what you do is actually beneficial to you you create more interest in it fruitfulness see that many of our labors are very unfruitful because we don't pay much attention to details we are not diligent in serving i pray that sincerely we'll see this and know that uh uh we'll remain very much fruitful unto the lord and um um i've expressed actually the three of them uh, in this knowledge then faith and then fruitfulness my prayer is actually this that now i know that i have about 12 months to exit as a pastor of Ikoi baptist church because by this by next this time next year we'll surely be saying goodbye to active service as the pastor of Ikoi baptist church but in the next 12 months cannot be a time to relax and say anything goes it's a sieve reverend babalola knew as to what actually you know was going on in my mind it is a, a time to really sit down and do more for the lord in as much as god has given me breath i cannot in any way say that after all i'm going if even they push me out now i don't care no no because i'm not working for any man 
I'm working for the Lord. And by the grace of God Almighty, I must put in nothing but my best in serving the Lord. Because I know that I haven't spent 20-something years has nothing to do with what actually remains. And I know that there are still many ter territories to possess even for my God. And therefore, I look within me and say to myself, hey, Mr. Man, end well. End well. The race is not for the swiftest, but for the one that actually completes it well. You can run and be first and be disqualified for many reasons. But I pray sincerely that I will not be disqualified. And I sincerely pray also as your pastor having few months to be with you before another pastor will come that the syndrome of 2080 will seize in Ikoi Baptist Church. We've been praying about that. There was a time when we could boast of 40, 60. That is 40 people, 40% of the church working for the Lord while 60% fold their arms. But it seems to see we have come back to the old wineskin where we are seeing few people working for the Lord and others nowhere to be found. How I pray how I pray that before my exit as a pastor, I will see more hands on deck serving the Lord. The program that you're going for, the discipleship program that you're going for, are not meant for you to actually say that I can show you my certificate. Your certificate counts nothing. Nothing. But your work and your fruit will be evident. When you know and you believe and you work works of righteousness worthy of the calling, then you don't need to show any certificate whatsoever. I think I said it before in this platform, on this platform, that churches who actually will want you to join them and will say that go and bring your baptismal certificate got it all wrong. They've gotten it all wrong. I believe that they should send you to a church and say, go get a letter from your pastor, your former pastor, to tell us what he or she knows about you. Because there will be some people who actually want to get that letter that I will tell straight to, to their faces. You know something? How long have you been worshiping in the Queen Baptist Church? Uh, Ten years. How come I do? I never knew you? And if I will say that, guess what? What do you think the Lord will say when we get to heaven? You are not known. Nobody knows you. Oh, I pray that that actually would, would you tear it away from your, from your character. Then you sneak in and sneak out. You're in your father's house. I pray sincerely that we will not only know you in discipleship class classes, but we will see you working for the Lord, laboring for the Lord.
with zeal and commitment passion that actually would make others to say ah i want to be like that i want to be like that it's my honest prayer that by the grace of the almighty god you all know that rest is only sweet after labor rest is only sweet after labor god said to joshua there remains very much land yet to be possessed and i'm saying to equate baptist church members there's yet more to do for the lord more to do for the lord there is no folding of arms rather roll up your sleeves and join the bandwagon and may the lord god almighty bless you even as you serve him in his vineyard in jesus name